Hey guys, and welcome to blockchaincamp.ca. My name is Richard Green, one of the digital asset educators. And at Blockchain Camp, we are trying to make crypto simple for you. And our goal is to educate a million people on how to buy, how to sell, how to trade, how to understand the crypto ecosystem. All right, guys, thank you so much for your support, for following these podcasts, for listening, for tuning in. Um, Today, we want to tune our attention over to FUD. Now, (laughs) in the crypto space, no one likes to talk about FUD. Basically, it's fair, uncertainty, doubt. But there has been an article that has been surfacing surrounding Bitfinex. Actually, more than an article, it's been on crypto Twitter, it's been on Reddit, it's been on 4chan, and they're questioning the solvency of Bitfinex. Now, if you're not familiar with the crypto space, Bitfinex is a pretty sizable exchange. Um, They were founded in 2013. They do about 300 to 500 million in volume each year. Uh, Bitfinex is also closely tied to Tether uh, because the same company that manages and owns Tether also partly owns and manages Bitfinex. And if you tune into our podcast on stablecoins, you understand that Tether is a, a synthetic form of USD. So it's a form of US dollars that's digital that's supposed to be backed by US dollars in a bank account somewhere else. So as you, as I started to dig through this news, um, I know from the past that one of the big issues surrounding Bitfinex and Tether was that they weren't being audited. And um, the claim back in January of 2018 was that Bitfinex says that they had $2.5 billion in Tether, but it was also backed by $2.5 billion in a bank account. Now, we never actually saw an actual audit come out of this. What we did see was they had a legal firm issue a piece of paper that said that what they claim was accurate. Okay. But when we look a bit deeper what's happening right now, Noble Bank, which was one of the big banks that they work with in Puerto Rico, they're currently closing their doors, guys, which is kind of interesting. And people have been claiming that they have been unable to deposit and withdraw certain funds and now it seems as if Bitfinex has partnered with HSBC, but there's a lot of question marks around this. And it's interesting that uh, Bitfinex, the company, they made a Medium post and they came out and stating that they have money. Basically that, hey, we're not insolvent. Stop the FUD. We have money. They also went on to show their wallets that they are holding a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, uh, $400 million worth of Ethereum. 200 million verse worth of uh, EOS, and that they're being targeted. They're being um, uh, blackballed, and these are just rumors, and people are trying to tear down their organization. But guys, I think it's super important just to have an idea of what's taking place in the market. Now, we saw what happened to Mt. Gox, and before I go to Mt. Gox, um, there's another incident that happened um, in September, October, thereabouts, one broker, which is another exchange that primarily focuses on swaps and buying and margin trading, uh, security-based swaps. 
They were clamped down, guys, by the triple threat. They had the CFTC go after them, the SEC go after them, and the FBI. The SEC said that, hey, you're not regulated as a swap dealer. The CFTC came and said that, hey, guys, you failed to implement any anti-laundering features. And the FBI came in and basically seized their domain. So if you go to one broker's website right now, it says that this domain has been seized by the FBI. Super interesting. And I think it's important to realize that these organizations work together in tandem. You know, it's the left hand knows what the right hand is doing and they they work together to to throw some bows guys um if you recall in 2014 mount gox uh i think it was 2011 actually mount gox uh went bankrupt and they went bankrupt because they claimed they were hacked that 850 thousand bitcoin went missing which was worth about 400 million 450 million dollars at the time uh, which is now worth 5.5 billion today, uh, but they recovered 200,000 of those lost bitcoins, and they have until October 22nd. They've created this plan, this program, to return 160,000 bitcoin to those individuals uh, who were trading and who lost their bitcoins, and who were able to prove this. Now, when Mt. Gox was hacked, guys. Um, a couple of things, I, I'm going all over the place here, but when they were hacked, uh, Bitcoin was trading between 600 to $700. And immediately there was a flash crash that dumped Bitcoin to $102. To put that in perspective, that's like Bitcoin trading today between six to $7,000. And then in a matter of hours, Bitcoin dropping to $1,000. And I say this because history tends to repeat itself. And I'm not saying this to alarm anyone, but what I am saying is that we need to know what potential threats and risks are in place while we're trading. Now, God forbid, if something happens to Bitfinex and they're sitting on, I think it's almost 1.5 billion in crypto, if something happened to USDT, aka Tether, and they were all of a sudden uh, frozen, you know, Tether has been subpoenaed um, by the CFTC. We don't really know what the outcome of that was. It's still uncertain. But we continue to move forward. We continue to push forward. Now, not only does history tend to repeat itself, but I think it's important to see that the, the drop that a hack or an incident of this caliber can happen to the overall price. Again, if what happened to Mt. Gox happened in today's day, we would see Bitcoin drop from 6500 to $1,000. And I also want to explore the power of multiple agencies working together. We always think of the FBI, the SEC, the CFTC, these large financial uh, regulatory type institutions working individually and independently. But when we see them working together, we see that they have a common goal. And I think it, it makes the investor so much more cautious to want to use credible exchanges, exchanges that have some um, transparency of an audit, that they're compliant in some way, they're not um, violating U.S. SEC laws. And it also brings me to a question a lot of people ask at Blockchain Camp. Do you leave your tokens on an exchange or do you withdraw them? 
And our advice is if you're not day trading and you're holding for an extended period of time, whether that's three, four months and higher, we would suggest taking your tokens, withdrawing them off of the exchange and putting them into your own wallet. So take them off the exchange wallet and put them into your own wallet. That could be a cold storage or a ledger, or in the case of an ERC-20 token, keeping them in a MyETH wallet and having a very secure system around that. And it's so important, guys, not to fall prey to these scams. Do not send crypto to anyone you don't know. Look out for phishing scams and make sure they have the secured logo at the top of the pages, especially MyETH wallet. And also never send crypto to someone that you don't know. So guys, today's today's podcast is sort of a rant. I want to bring uh, just shed light on what's happening with Bitfinex um, by highlighting what has already happened with one broker and what has already happened in the past with Mt. Gox. The crypto space, and I've stressed this many times, is very early. We are in an infant stage of this economic cycle. Yes, there will be bubbles, run-ups, but there will also be crashes like we've seen in slow bleed-outs. No one can predict the market. But what we do encourage you guys to do is to protect your assets at all costs. And that involves being aware of which exchanges might have FUD surrounding them and also being proactive by holding your crypto in your own wallet. You want to have ownership of your own tokens and not just leave it over to the exchanges because anything can happen. Guys, this is crypto. Anything is possible. 100x gains are possible. 100x losses are possible. In other words, you lose your shirt. But guys, want to encourage you to continue to DYOR, do your own research, keep your eyes peeled, your ears open, and trade like an intelligent investor. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Blockchain Camp. This has been Richard Green, one of the digital asset educators. We hope to see you guys soon. If you found this helpful or interesting, please go ahead and leave a review. Please share this podcast to someone who you think may benefit. And we hope to see you soon. Bye for now, guys.